Hello, and welcome to this episode of Hammering Down. I'm your host, Kayla Hodges, and welcome to another special episode. Hey, I want to thank you guys for all the support that you've shown me on these last two episodes. One being my senior recital, that was a fun one to release. And then this last one was so special to me, which was the one-year anniversary, which I got a lot of love for. I do have some exciting news that's going to be coming up. I can't share it quite yet, but this it, it's pretty big. I'm pretty pumped. Um, but I have two main things I want to talk about today. And I'm gonna I want to cover them all pretty quickly. Uh, I say that I'm probably going to start going down rabbit holes. But the first one being the roster announcement, which I know was released about a week ago. But I wanted to wait a little bit. I didn't want to rush myself. I wanted to do a little bit of research. I wanted to think about some stuff. And uh, also, we have the official stadium announcement. And I want to start there. I want to start off with the uh, stadium announcement because I think that's the part that everybody wants to hear. And we've talked about protective before. We've talked about my concerns, but some things that are possibly good. And the biggest thing for me is, y'all, these season ticket prices. Oh, my goodness. Obviously, we don't know how many games yet, but I'm assuming we'd be there all year. Let's do some price comparisons, which someone who has those price comparisons out there is at Legion Update. Um, I just retweeted it, so if you check out my Twitter, it should be on there. But basically, let's start off with the new prices. If you want to go to the club level for season tickets, these are all season tickets, $775. If let's just let's just go ahead and do the direct comparison. If you do the club table um that and that the old stadium that would have been well not club table let's call field level let's call those the same thing because it's a one for one nine hundred fifty dollars seven hundred seventy five versus nine hundred fifty at the old stadium the next price is about is going to be four hundred dollars at uh, the old stadium it would have been six hundred ninety five. The next one, 725 The next one at the old stadium was 535 At Protective, the next closest was $200. And the grandstands at uh, BBVA was $325. For the supporters group, this is the big one for me. This is the big one. Supporters group, $125 at Protective Stadium. While supporter section before was $225. General admission for uh, for BBVA field, for this is for BBVA, was $225. Same as supporter section. At Protective Stadium, what appears to be general admission um, is going to be about $100. So this is cheaper. And let me put this into perspective. Let me put this into perspective for you. You can either get season tickets and the general admission, or you can take your family, a family of four, to nosebleeds at a squadron game for the same price. That is one game versus about 15 or 16 
yeah, if you're already listening to this podcast, chances are you're a Legion fan. I'm not trying to sell you on the Legion, right? But if you were ever on the fence about getting season tickets, why the heck would you not this year? You get a lot of benefits, a lot of benefits. You get to support the team with an injection of money now, which is very important. And also, yeah, I mean, you're more, if you're as a consumer, unless you know you're only going to go to one game a year, it's just cheaper for you to get season tickets. And this is some coming from somebody who I bought season tickets. I wasn't really able to go to a game once classes started for me because, you know, school, band, da 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 da, gets just harder and harder. And yeah, it is just such a better, it's such, it's such a good deal. I ended up saving, I think it ended up being around $50 for the games that I went to. And that's not including the games that I weren't, weren't, wasn't able to go to while I am. Y'all, I am five finals deep into this semester right now. And y'all, I am struggling. <laughs> um, It's okay. Everything's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's worth it. And I want to read some stuff off that I was sent by supporters on supporters today who knows about some of this ticket stuff. I'm going to read it verbatim. This comes from Drew. $25 of each season ticket in the supporters group section will go to a fund that is used to purchase things for us to use in that section or around the stadium. This could range from flags and TIFOs to an informational table or getting a keg for the game. Now, I'm going to go ahead and stop there. So, instead of already having dues, which dues, this is in a fraternity, instead of just already having a fee to join the uh, SG, which is normal for every single SG, and I want to say that Magic City Brigade is the cheapest one I have seen, just throwing it out there, there's already fees being put into this, the season tickets. So if you want the Magic City Brigade to do even more than they do now, this is a great way to support them. The supporters uh, group section is also general admission. This is something I've been asking for for a while, ever since they moved away from general mission. Details on how that will work are not totally clear yet. Single game general mission uh, price hasn't been finalized, but should be around $10. So, pretty cheap. Uh, tickets bought online will have some not insignificant fees because we are moving from Ticketmaster. We are moving to Ticketmaster, so hey, if you want to avoid those fees... Just call the ticket office and you don't have to pay them. Please do not pay more money than you have to. Ticketmaster's a scam. Um, some of this can be avoided uh, by purchasing in person at stadium or through front office sales staff. Uh, called sales uh, sales staff, especially. They're great. Uh, tailgating information is to be determined, but they did express that they have the whole plaza area in front of the stadium and the ability to shut down the street between the stadium and uptown. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, no tailgate could suck, but also there's plenty of places to set something up over there. Maybe permanent places, bars that we can actually go to and from, restaurants, anything. That's awesome. 
Some other general field stuff, like no net between us, us being SG, uh, and the field to catch uh, to catch balls. There will be no football lines. There will be no football lines. There will be no football lines. Thank God. There will be a plain green surface that is painted on when they're able to get one. The stadium is grounded, so we do not have to leave the game if it is due, delayed due to lightning, which means we're probably going to see better crowds after delays because part of the reason that people kept leaving is because they were told to leave. So better crowds. 15,000 seats available, but that will increase if necessary. Closed sections may be covered with uh, things like tarps. So it, not just tarps, but like uh, graphic stuff. It, they used to put them up at Legion Field. Or if you want a better example, go look at Nippert Stadium when FC Cincinnati was there. Uh, so it will not just be empty seats. <sighs> the, hearing what the club is planning makes me very excited about this move. I'm scared about it. Don't get me wrong. But 15K, not unreasonable. And judging by the way they are trying to condense things in, no upper bowl stuff, no corner seats or anything like that, they are trying to condense this, the people in. And that is a great thing because it's going to look full on TV. And honestly, that's all that matters because people are going to judge us off of what they see on TV, not what they see in person. Because I promise you, once people go to a game, they're going to fall in love because that's happened to everybody that's come to the Legion match. So very excited about that. Part of the video I do want to talk about, though, and it is... um. <laughs> You know, something I do think should be mentioned is there was a guy named Johnny Dean in it. And that is a perfect segue from your oh, wonderful podcast host who has a year of doing this and I'm still about as unprofessional as it gets uh, to talk about the rosters. <laughs> so let's just go ahead, hop into this. And so... The big point of emphasis right now is that Johnny is technically not on the team. He is out of contract. I, a lot of people are speculating, including myself, that maybe the video is a way of... Uh, the video is a way of kind of announcing Johnny, but I also think the video was taken earlier in the year when he was still under contract, but we'll see. But let's talk about some stuff, and I'm going to go down the page, and I'm going to give some thoughts as they come. Uh, Anderson uh, Asedu signs a new contract, uh, arguably our best player last year. He was my personal MVP of the season, Johnny being very close. Prosper Kasim also resigns, giving us a um, good piece, a good depth piece as well, if we make some great signings at right wing or midfield or the forward position. Returning players uh, who were already under contract, no options finagled with. Alex Cronali, Fanwell Kavita, both playing the center back. Bruno Lapa manning up the middle of the field. Mikey Lopez at the left midfield or left back role. Thomas Van Conceal, who can play center defensive mid, center mid, or center back if need be. Matt Van Okel at goalkeeper. And Ryan James, who is a wingback slash fullback slash whatever you want him to be, really. 
options exercise, we have Junior Flemings, who is an inside forward slash winger. Trevor Spangenberg, who's a goalkeeper. And Marcus Ugarte, who is a midfielder. Options declined. We got J.J. Williams, who is a forward or was used kind of as a winger. And Benefemu, who is a center back. People who are out of contract, we got, this is a long list, I'm just going to run through it. Nico Brett, the forward. Eli Cronalli, a midfielder. Johnny Dean, our right back. Zachary Haravo, midfielder, center back, uh, center defensive mid. Maybe could be a forward. He does a lot of things. Uh, Daigo Kobayashi, the midfielder. Ford Parker, goalkeeper. Jake Roof, center back. And Jaden Cervania, the inside forward. This leaves us with two goalkeepers, two center backs, one fullback, three center, center defensive mids, four midfielders, and two wingers slash forward. But that two that, that two forward slash wingers has a bit of an asterisk on it. And I want to start with Junior Flemings because a lot of people were confused, including me. I'm still confused, um, to be fair. <laughs> um so Junior announced that he will not be returning to the club the other day. And then later the Legion announced that he would be returning to the club. So this has led to a lot of speculation and the one that I agree with, and this has kind of gotten picked up the around the Reggae Boys Twitter, around uh, Jamaican Twitter, which... Boy, is a fun time to try to search through. I don't mean that in a snarky way. Like, they're a lot of fun. But they something that's really interesting about the Jamaican football Twitter is that they type with their accents, which I do too. If you've ever read, you know, I say y'all a lot. But I've never been to Jamaica, and I've never really had a one-on-one conversation with someone from Jamaica. So trying to phonetically sound things out is is kind of hard. But I found a video... And there are several videos, several tweets from what appear to be fairly reputable source, all saying the same thing. Junior Flemings is on his way to Ligon, which is the top flight of France. Which leads me to believe that the Legion signed him or used his option, re-signed him on that option so we could get a transfer fee from Ligon. Don't expect to find out what that transfer fee is. Don't expect it to be a huge number, but very smart business by the Legion, especially moving into this new stadium. Next thing, and I'm going to talk about, I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm going to talk about Johnny last. So if you're wanting to hear me say, bring back Johnny Dean, I mean, there, I said it. That's pretty straightforward. I'm not even going to bring it up after that. Bring back Johnny Dean. Um, why did JJ and Ben get released? So I have I have some speculations. Now I don't know this for sure. I don't have sources on this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Again, I don't know. This is this is my speculation, but this I have a very strong inclination that at least for one of them this is correct. I believe both wanted a little bit more playing time. Uh, JJ was used as our super sub. Ben was utilized early when he was brought in and not as much later on into the season. And I have a feeling that the club, that both players expressed interest in 
playing more first-team football or even for, well, both, but especially J.J., who has kind of popped around in the MLS systems a little bit more. Uh, J.J. maybe looking to play first-flight football maybe in the U.S. or even somewhere else in the world. But I assume he would not be going abroad considering he just had a child, which is very cute, a very cute baby, by the way. But I'm assuming both players are looking for first team gigs where they are regular starters and possibly stars of teams. I think Ben could have been easily a starter here if we went to the three at the back system, our best system that we had last year. Um, I think it was a ridiculous waste of talent. I think Ben is Ben has the potential to be one of the best center backs the league has ever seen and jump his way up to MLS. And I think we could have had that transfer fee. (sighs) I just think losing Ben is a massive blunder. And, you know, there's always a chance we re-sign him. We've done it before with guys like Prosper Kasim, but, or even JJ Williams, but man, man, that one hurt. Uh, as for JJ, yeah, I think he's looking for more first-team football. I would hate to see him play anywhere else but the Legion, but that one is kind of what it is. That said, I if this is the Legion being the good guys, right, and allowing them to explore their options, because these are not player options. These are club options. I don't think any player in the USL has player options. Um, there probably are a few, but I, I'm not aware of them. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, we don't have a forward on the team besides Prosper now. Nico's out of a contract. We assume we're going to bring back Nico, but there are no guarantees. There are literally no guarantees. What if we lose out on him? Uh, <laughs> You know, we, this is, okay, this is one that I am going to get a little bit fired up, and I am just going to throw this out there. Jaden Cervania is not under a contract. Jaden Cervania is not under a contract. I, I'm going to speak a little bit out of turn here as I don't have sources for this, but these are my emotions and I guess this is my platform to say them. Jaden Cervania was our first ever US USL Academy product. He came up with us and he played with us through the Academy. Jaden Cervania Decided to forego college because he wanted to play professionally. And we gave him that professional contract. After he signed that professional contract, we almost refused to use him. And every single time he came onto the pitch, he was arguably one of our best players. And you could say, oh, well, you know, it's fine. Now that Junior's gone. Jaden's going to get more playing time. Hey, 
this Jaden gave up his right to ever play college soccer ever again. And we didn't play him like at all last year. And now he doesn't even have a professional contract. We are probably in negotiations with him. Probably. There's a good chance of that. And I hope we are. I hope we are the team that resigns him. Or I hope he goes and plays first flight somewhere. I think he is more than talented to go abroad and play first flight somewhere. Or make it somewhere in a lower division in Europe. I think he has the talent for that. But it almost feels kind of like a stab in the back to offer him that contract, have the dream of you're going to play professional football and he signs away his college rights and we don't play him. Now, granted, this... I'm also going to maybe defend the club a little bit. Maybe there was something going on in training. Maybe there was something going on behind the scenes. Maybe Jaden wasn't in the right headspace. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. But I feel like maybe as fans, we don't need to know. We don't deserve to know. We don't deserve any of this. But it just felt it. something about it doesn't sit right with me. I also think Jaden would be a pivotal piece to bring back because I think he could fill a role like Junior Fleming's, but I think he would fill it better for our system that we played last year. Because basically whenever we played three at the three up top last year, uh, 2021, Junior would go for his signature diagonal runs, but with three of the three up top, he really didn't have that much space, especially since our midfield line tend to sit a little bit higher. He did not have a lot of space to move diagonally as much as he was doing. A lot of his diagonal runs, this may not make sense. If you're thinking, oh, Lord, I failed math, so if I have this wrong, X and Y axis, okay? X, Y. I'm pretty sure X is the one on the bottom. Y is the one that goes up. Junior's run was much more X, Then it was, okay, I'm going to look this up, and I'm going to feel like a fool. Give me a second. Oh, look, hey, my math professors and teachers for my entire life are not going to be completely disappointed me. I was right. Okay, so Junior's runs were always more X-axis than Y-axis runs, which he didn't really have enough room for as people often tended to kind of fill in that space anyway which is why Junior wasn't as successful as he probably should have been. And then, or whenever even we went to up top, or you get the point. Uh, he would have been better with two. Jaden Cervania, his runs are more Y-axis, right? He's more likely to go into the box rather than Junior, where he tried to run diagonally to the top of the box. When Jaden makes his runs from the inside forward position, he goes directly into the box, and it is a much more vertical path, if that makes sense. And I think that would have worked a lot better with the Legion. And I think if Coach Sun wants to continue on that kind of idea, I think that is the best way to go. Looking at other options exercised, um, Trevor Spangenberg's back, my guy. Very happy about that. Marcus Ugarte's back. 
And for some people who may be a little surprised that we exercised his option, even though he didn't play much, don't forget he's also the Youth Academy coach. He is our USLA Academy uh, coach. And, yeah, he's also a great player who I think should have probably gotten a little bit more play, playing time. But I think he got injured at some point. Just in general, we really need more center back depth. We only have two on contract right now. We lost Benefemu and we have lost Jake Roof, which I am really upset about the Jake Roof. I don't think he was the perfect player for our system at all times, but he's a dang good player. I hope these USL to uh, or USL to Huntsville rumors are true, especially if they're a League One team, because I'm pretty sure Jake is from Huntsville, and I think that could have been an amazing homecoming and. I think that would just be absolutely phenomenal for him. I've heard nothing but good things about Jake. I've heard he's a stand-up human. So I I hope we bring him back. I genuinely hope we bring him back because I think he he would be a great depth piece for us. Who He has real talent, but also it'd be nice to see him go to Huntsville or even somewhere like a Chattanooga Red Wolves. That'd be cool. Ford Parker was a guy that I really liked the prospect of. And... Whenever he got a bit of run last year, I genuinely think or thought that he was the future of the Legion. We didn't get to see him this year. Trev ended up being just an absolute hoss in that. Also, don't think the club thought MVO was going to hold on as long as he has. And not just hold on, but have one of the best seasons of his career. So, you know, unfortunate for Ford. He doesn't have the experience. And unfortunately, a goalkeeper experience is a lot more important than what he can do raw athletic ability, if that makes sense. As long as you can reach the corners, that's like, and you can get to the ground in time, that's enough as a keeper. Especially as you get older, you don't have to rely on your reactions as much because you kind of know where the ball's going, which is kind of the advantage that Trev and Matt have on him. Unfortunate for Ford, but I wouldn't mind bringing him back. Bring back Nico. Bring back Johnny. Eli's an interesting case because he really actually started to show out last year. I used to be pretty critical of Eli. I thought that he was a very underwhelming uh, character in the cast, but this year he started showing some more some more wrinkles in the game. Why did I say Shamor? Gosh. Um, ugh. Goodness me. But, you know, I wouldn't be mad if we I wouldn't be mad if we brought him back. I wouldn't be mad if we lost him. I think he would be a great death piece who knows the city and yeah, he's a great player. Zach Haravo in the last few games we actually learned how to use him and now we don't have him anymore. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um just in general, I think we need to, the Legion need to build a brand. Uh, this is going into year four, and I really don't know what our identity is. I think a solid defense is our is our biggest continuity, if that makes sense. And we love to play the wings. We kind of, I feel like we always have. Um play the wings, get the ball inside, uh, into the middle, into dangerous areas, and then go. But all of the all the offenses facilitated to or from the wings in some way. 
So I think that'd be maybe really emphasize that with Johnny Dean. Um, bring him back. And then finally, bring back some players that have experience on turf. Go to India. Hey, go to OKC. I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. Bajev for OKC was a freak. That guy's good. Um, there's a lot of players from OKC that the Legion could poach. And I think it would be a great call. Especially since they know what it's like to play on turf. If we can find guys that fit the turf game, especially this move to protective, this this squad can be scary. Because we've seen that Jay Heaps is willing to do a lot. And so is this ownership to bring in good players. And I, I don't know any names, but I will say in the uh, Magic City Brigade Discord, Apparently, there are being, quote-unquote, fun names being thrown around in the offices right now. I don't know what that means. I'm just saying, uh, Nani just left uh, Orlando City. I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what that means. But, hey, I'm pretty pumped. I'm pretty pumped for the season as we get more information. I want to share it with you guys. You already know. I have some big news coming up. And, hey. Go buy yourself some season tickets. Also, they do financial plans, so you can do some payments along the way. So um, you should do that. Call them. I think just 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 call them. I promise it's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be a great time. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, guys, keep hammering on.